Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're talking feedback. Let's talk about Infinity War and, you know, all the other important stuff in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All that right after this. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Matt. It's it's ti- it's ad time again. It's ad time. And we're not going to make it time. super long. Uh, instead of inserting an ad, we're going to do our own ad again today. Uh, it's the same, same ad as yesterday. Uh, we're trying. To, we're trying to really ramp it up this week because we're doing. We're doing our pledge drive, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Phone it in, guys. <laughs> call our. Call our. Uh, the lines the, are now open. The lines are open. Uh, it, basically, we're we're doing our Patreon, um, and we're w- w- every six months when you're a patron, if you're a two dollar or four dollar patron, you get a piece of swag from us, whether it be a T-shirt or a cool item or whatever, an MCU cast item. So. Uh, we're about to do those, and you're about to run out of time to pick up the first one uh, in a series. And so if you're into that sort of collecting things, as much of most of us nerds are, uh, check it out. I think the items are going to be cool. We're really working hard to make them cool. So um, check them out, patreon.com slash mcucast at the 2 or $4 level, and you'll be uh, – I think you got about a week to get in before we, uh, we are uh, – that item will no longer be available to you, basically. Um, so – Join us. Uh, come hang out. We're going to be doing this cast for a while, and you guys can be our patrons. Do that. It'd be awesome. Thank you. We, we love you all. Do the thing. Do the thing. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall. We're here to do some feedback, aren't we, my friend? Yes, sir. Let's just, just talking d- about what's been talking about. Let's just dive in. Let's dive in. Diving, diving in head first. Nathaniel Wesley says to us on Facebook, looks like the big bad of phase four might be Comcast. Seriously, if they get the X-Men and Fantastic Four, we're truly trapped in the worst timeline. I may have to write some rampant speculation on how the X-Men could be introduced to make myself feel better. <laughs> um, I think fan fiction as a way of like salving a sadness Maybe the saddest form of solving a sadness. That I've <laughs> See, look, it could have been. <laughs> Come on, Nathaniel, like, just drink. Um, yeah, just kidding. Just <laughs> imbibe incessantly. <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, that's awesome that you you should write that fan fiction and send it to us. Um, but I'll read it. I'll read it dramatically. Jeff will read it, and I'll listen to him read it because I don't. I, I only listen to audiobooks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I only read with my hey, ears. Hey, if you write us a a two person, actually, <laughs> here's my deal with Nathaniel. If he writes us like a like you know a reasonable sized script, like four or five pages, we will turn it into an audio play here on the cast, and we'll do all the voices. Yes. Like if it's if it's a short enough script, that would be fun. <laughs> Daniel's one of our, our our biggest supporters. He's he's been, he's been around with us since a lot for a long long time, and sports is on Patreon. So we'll totally do a. Uh, <laughs> a I, at one point, he came on the show. What? At one point, he came on the show. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. He, sh- he yep. needs to come back. Okay, let's move on. What are, Yoda, right. Yoda Hugh. Another Yoda Hugh says on Twitter here. at MCU Cast, introducing Galactus in the MCU could be through post credit scenes. Just starting with an alien planet, then you just see the shadow of his head with his helmet. Then cut to black for three to four films on different planets. Oh, sorry. See the shadow of his head with his helmet, then cut to black. All of that for three to four films on different planets. Maybe moving further back each time to show his size? 
Yeah, that, that I would, could see that being neat. That would be pretty epic. Like to, we just needed that time, that much, that many, we needed that many movies to back the camera far enough away. Like that's the implication. Like <laughs> he's so big. You only see a little. They see a little more. They see a little big old, big old thing. Um, I looked <laughs> big up old a, dude right there. I looked up a how tall is Galactus um, thing, and it just said like thirteen feet. It depends on the writer. I know, I know, but like, it's just funny that they're on the Marvel wiki. It had like an answer, and it said like thirteen feet. <laughs> well, I was like, that's, that's that doesn't seem as big as he is the on most the recent books. one, I guess. Yeah, may, maybe, maybe that is the most recent. Still, thirteen feet's real big, though. Oh, he's a big dude. I mean, big dude. It's not as big as sixty-five. But world eating, I don't know. Seems like he'd get indigestion. <laughs> He, you ain't got that much tummy, sir. <laughs> thirteen. You, that's only thirteen feet of you. What is twelve <laughs> feet of that tummy? <laughs> be, Even that ain't enough. Being worlds. <laughs> <laughs> got to have that pelican gut. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I broke that. Uh, I just love. I love, I love the idea of a pelican with like the world in his little <laughs> gullet thing. You know that little <laughs> thing that has fish in Boom. it. <laughs> Opens his mouth and the earth is just bobbing uh, in there. It's just mostly water. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we've seen we've seen Galactus as a, 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 an energy cloud in lots of things. Now that's that's like the new way to see Galactus. But uh, what if we just saw him? Uh, Galactus as a pelican. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the galactic pelican. Finally, the Galactus we want. <laughs> This is the Galactus we deserve. <laughs> Pelican Galactus. Okay. We, we call him Palactus for short. <laughs> Speaking of portmanteaus, Ashley Coffin uh, is next. <laughs> Not that Ashley Coffin is a portmanteau, but but uh, she came up with Snapture, so... Yeah, yeah. She says, at MCU cast, really love the podcast this week. I would love the Witch's Worst Eps. Uh, I would love to be on that one. Ha ha, great job. At MCU cast, can we please start referring to it as The Snapture? <laughs> yes, we can. Uh, yes. Yes, we, yes, we can. Um, and uh, so, I, I love the idea of doing the worst episodes. Like, episodes of the worst things, or like... Instead, we, we've done a few episodes now where we've tried to work together to rank the best of things. Yeah, let's go with the other direction. Yeah, it'd be fun. I mean, we're kind of a, we're we're here to celebrate uh, mostly, but it would be it would be kind of fun to just be like, I, I don't think we could do it with the MCU because it would just be like a race to the bottom of the list because we just love everything so much. <laughs> there's definitely a couple bad ones, uh, or there's not. I just I, I just said something I don't agree with. There's not a bad one in the group. There are, <laughs> there are some that aren't as good as others. Yeah, um, but they're all so good. None there are of, some that don't live up to the standards that Infinity War has set, and it's hard to do that. It's definitely hard to do that. That's a brand new uh, a bar, and for them to continue to cross it would be insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, like I worry that they may have jumped the shark. I really hope Kevin Feige sticks around forever because he's been great. But I, I really I, hope he lives forever. I feel like after ten years of this, you got to be tired. <laughs> nah, man, he's gonna he's gonna keep going. He's got stuff planned through like twenty twenty eight. Yeah, but I don't know. He's gonna be the keep his hands on her that long. I don't know. B 
being being nah, the head of this company for that long and have being such cre- it seems like he has a good grasp on the creative side of things. Like I don't know, it's crazy. He's um, he's got Moriarty plans, man. Shit's gonna go on until after he's dead. <laughs> Speaking of lists, um, uh, Scott J. Scott St. Clair sent us a tweet and gave us his uh his breakdown for his favorites uh his his order of favorites. Of the of the Marvels movies, I don't know if it would be useful to just read them on the cast because that's that's kind of just a list of things. But it, it, anything on here jump out to you, Jeff, as as either strange or totally in agreement? Uh, well, strange. There's Doctor Strange, but besides that, um, <laughs> that was a bad joke. I'm sorry. No, I, uh, I liked it. It's odd. I don't. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's odd, but it's different. For somebody who's not us to put the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger in the top three. Yeah, I was noticing I was noticing that that he has the first Avenger in the top three and he has Winter Soldier uh, and then um, where does he have Civil, Civil War's pretty far down the list. So Number I actually 13. thought he, he, he has the reverse order of what many people would put the uh, the three captain america movies in um but <clears throat> i i'm 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 pretty with him i he has avengers the the original avengers is number one of number two i actually would probably put that one pretty far down the list um as really? much as i loved it it uh it, the other so many others have beat it for me um one of the things that i in the first avengers that i really i just feel like they don't do much real character development in the first avengers well, yeah, it was. They did all that in the first five movies. Agreed, um, but they I think need to do that. I think they've learned. They've learned to balance that a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I actually think I. Mm, this is hard to say out loud. I just don't know if I. I don't know if I'm gonna agree with it once I say it. <laughs> Go ahead and try. We've already heard you disagree with something you said. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm very, very. I'm gonna take it back. I might even like Ultron better than the first Avengers. Mm. And I know that's super. Uh, uh, you know, you know, you know. But the thing is, the first Avengers, it's great. But one of the greatest things about it is, it's just the first time we're seeing it. Like, if you had to judge those two movies, and it wasn't without the context of it being the first time to you see them all together, I actually think Age of Ultron, uh, does better character development. And does has way more interesting interactions between the characters. Like their first, like they have their arguments in the in the in the first Avengers, but it's very much just like kind of dick measuring and like. And they it's been a lot of time apart too. Yeah, and it's all it's all uh, being um, controlled by the scepter and stuff. In the in yeah. the in the in the second Avengers, they have legitimate gripes with each other. That lead that end up leading to civil war and Ultron as a th- as a whole thing and Tony Tony's Tony's character development like it changes Tony from a man who it's my suit it's my it's <laughs> it's my suit f you government like that's the that's the Tony Stark character in the first in all three Tony in all three Iron Man movies and then he has he has the Ultron and he like drastically changes his character and he like that's when he starts believing in the Accords because he almost destroys the world in that movie. <laughs> He is yeah. he is the only human responsible, and he almost destroys the world. <laughs> Tony's um, kind of the big bad of the whole MCU. Yeah, no, he, he kind of is. <laughs> Him, his, he's his. He's not only his own worst enemy; he's kind of been everyone's worst enemy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, in some ways with the with Ultron for sure. Uh, I just I think that with Ultron, like yeah, there's good development of the heroes, but there's also like there's not great uh, initiation and development of Ultron. Like his his motivations are I agree there. With that. But, like, Loki was so much better. And it's because we have more time to set Loki up with the other, you know, with Thor. I agree with that. There are there are definitely problems with Ultron. Chief among them being it's too short of a time period. It's not really an age of Ultron. <laughs> yeah. It's like the weekend, the weekend, of, the weekend Ultron. of Ultron. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's like a three or four day thing, and it's like, why is that the age of Ultron? In the comics, it was a much bigger deal, and and so I I, I agree with some of these gripes about, and I think Ultron played to perfection by um, Mr. Spader, Mr. James Spader. Yeah, he's 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 really great in that movie, um, but he it, just wasn't given a lot to work with. I I don't even agree with that. I think a lot of his. Personally, you talk about Loki being set up in previous movies. A lot of who James Spader is playing is like a version of Tony Stark. <laughs> he's playing a, a a child of Tony Stark, not just a child of Tony Stark. He's playing a child of Tony Stark's brain, like everything that goes on in Tony Stark's brain. And if you really pay attention, it's just really fun. I I, I, I like that movie more than it's normally given credit for. Um, but I well, think the did. interactions between the Avengers are more interesting in that movie uh, because they have legitimate gripes instead of the just classic like, "Hey, it's the first time we're meeting. I guess we have to fight now." Like that, that, <laughs> that's just how like most superhero things are. Like we gotta have to yeah. throw them into a pit first, make them fight, and then they become friends. And uh, yep. that, that happens, but in in in. <laughs> and then there's you know in Thor Ragnarok they get thrown into a pit. They're already friends. Yeah, but and they, then they still, still fight, fight each other. <laughs> yeah, super fun. Uh, All right, so let's let's move on. Let's move. Yeah, on. Steve Abramowitz says, "Hi guys, great podcast. I'm new. Say, why don't you cover Legion? I didn't see the gifted either. How come? Thanks, best Steve. Well, Steve, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, um, and we only cover things that are officially well. We only cover things that are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe." Or that we think are in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, yeah. and so far that includes all the all the Marvel Studios movies, which there's 19 of. I won't name them. We just discussed a bunch, uh, and it also includes <laughs> Shield, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, um, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist for sure. Those are the ones we know for sure. And the Defenders. Then, and the Defenders, correct. Um, it might include Runaways. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and it might include Cloak and Dagger. They it's have, likely to include Cloak and Dagger. Those are both Marvel Studios productions, but they haven't actually come out and said they're in the universe yet. We're assuming, because they say it's all connected, that they are, although there's a couple lines that run away that lead us to believe there are some discrepancies, um, yeah. like an Obama, an Obama presidency. Um, yeah. Yeah. God, that threw me off. I hated having to bring that up, but it was like such a... like. Waving a red flag, like "Hey, yeah," and, and we've there may be a problem. We've discussed it ad nauseum. There is technically a possibility there was an Obama presidency based on how much gap years, and it could have been earlier, it could have been later. But we also know that there was a different president in in Avengers and stuff. So, uh, yeah. So president yeah, Ellis. Yeah, President Ellis. There's there's definitely uh, some flaws there, but uh, we might uh, 
we, we have it's not been officially announced not in the universe and since marvel studios is making it we're just counting it for now plus it's a lot of fun it's just a fun show and so yeah. far has been completely unconnected from the marvel like the bigger universe but it's just super fun to watch yeah and you know if it turns out that after the fox deal or if Considering Comcast, if the Fox deal goes through next year between Fox and Disney, uh, if, you know, they just go ahead and say the Gifted's part of the MCU now, you know, whatever. If Legion comes in, they're saying it's part of the MCU. Like, we'll, we'll do retro watches and we'll talk about it. Yeah, because we'll have to catch up. We wanna, I, I really hope they don't do some retroactive stuff. That would be no fun for me. I mean, I guess, yeah, like, if they if they decide to actually combine universes, like, through some sort of incursions or whatever, um, yeah. it's going to be... Marvel it's Cinematic gonna, Multiverse. Our Marvel Cinematic Multiverse podcast is going to be, uh, it's going to have a rough couple Mess. months of trying to watch all of the Fox movies and all the Fox uh, TV shows. Oh, God. They Please were like, don't make me watch X3. There were, like, connected uh, X-Men, like... What was it? There was some X-Men TV show in the 90s, too, that was connected to the movie. Was it? No, to, in the 2000s. Yeah. It was, it, and I remember, I remember it coming on. I remember being a kid and, and being excited, but it only lasted, like, a few episodes, I think. We'd have to go back and watch everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll, if we want to talk about the, the 1990s cartoon X-Men, oh, sure. you know, like, I'll throw down on that. I got the box set, actually, in the living room. That's great. All right, guys. Well, now we are going to dive in to some Infinity War feedback. We're going to give a spoiler alert right now, and we're going to get into this Infinity War stuff. We got a whole bunch of Infinity War feedback, which we're probably not even going to make it all the way through because we have so much, but we're going to do our best. So let's dive in, Jeff. Let's hit it, hit it running. Okay. Um, I might go off screen if I'm going to be running, though, so. All right, that's not hitting it running. Oh, my bad. Uh, You're doing the opposite of hitting it running. Okay. Jeffrey James says to us on Facebook, Avengers Infinity War spoiler, whole bunch of asterisks. Thank you for leaving that big a spoiler on it. He says, the more I think about it, the more I'm pretty sure you guys are right. The next Avengers movie will involve the quote-unquote established Avengers most of whom have their actors' contracts coming to an end, sacrificing themselves to bring back the currently dead newer members who are needed for the sequels. Here's how I think it'll play out. Stark will sacrifice to bring Spidey back, who will now be Iron Spider, not literally, but figuratively with the new suit. Cap to bring Sam Wilson back, who will then become the new Cap. Thor to bring back Doctor Strange. Banner to bring back uh, Black Panther. Not sure what they'll do with the Guardians, though, since Rocket is the only one left. So I'll say Rocket will sacrifice himself to bring back Squirrel Girl, because that would be so romantic. (laughs) We don't even... Well, no, yeah. um, I was going to say we don't even know that she's in the universe, but she's going to be in the new Warriors show, which they haven't gotten into a different network yet, but is still technically part of the MCU. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot a whole lot of that one. not been created yet. (laughs) So many shows, so many shows. Um, yeah, I I still don't think I. I mean, I've said this, but I don't think that they're gonna do a one for one save. I think they're just they're just all gonna have to really sacrifice to do whatever they have to do to unravel this thing. Because if we do a one for one save, that still leaves a 
a third of the population or or 50% of the population gone, you know? Oh man. I, okay. Get this. There are six infinity stones, right? Yeah. There are six original Avengers left. Mm hmm. I think that they're all going to get together and try to basically tear the stones off the gauntlet in doing so, sacrifice themselves, killing themselves, like what we saw happened in when... In Guardians. Uh, in Guardians, yep. Exactly what I was thinking of. And they'll sacrifice themselves, but at the same time bring everyone else back. Hmm. It's possible. I, th- I, th- I think they will. I think they will. I just think it's going to be more complicated than that. I think it's going to be a lot more... Interesting and complicated than we're we're imagining. I don't think it's going to be a one for one. I think it's going to be people just. In this last movie, we saw everyone fail to make the sacrifice play. In the first movie, in the first Avengers, Cap says to Tony, uh, "You're not the one to make the sacrifice play," and then Tony does in, in or tries to to his credit. Uh, but in this movie, they all refuse to make the sacrifice play, and. It costs a half of the universe. And I think that in the next movie, they're going to all make the sacrifice play in some way, but I think it's going to be individually. I think we're going to see six different decisions that are going to be made where they know they're dying. If, if all six of them die, I don't think all six are probably dying. I think we'll, I think we'll see some people, some people stick around. Yeah. There's been, uh, there's been tweets from Chris Hemsworth that suggest that maybe he's coming back for more after Avengers four. Cool. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he should. I think he's finally found. It's weird. He's been playing Thor for how many years now? Almost ten years, eight years, something like that. Eight or nine. And uh, he's just now hit his stride with Thor. I feel like they just found the voice and <laughs> yeah, and the direction they need to go with Thor. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of sad that it took this long, but yeah. Hey, you sure. know, however long it takes, man. I'm down with it. I was down with it from the beginning, though. So, you know, that's me. I'm weird. Uh, Jeremy Jones said to us on Facebook, H is for air, as in, I'd hoped you would sit in it one day when referring to a throne. Yes, that's that's also a good option. Yep. But the obvious solution here is Howard the Duck. Yeah, Howard the Duck, for sure. (laughs) We're still still sticking for H is for Howard. Yeah. Uh, what you didn't see in the background at uh, in that part in Vormir was that Howard the Duck was chilling. Oh yeah, you know, right around the corner. Because Thanos is scary. Mm-hmm. Know? Yeah, you don't want to be around Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, "I know you guys love numbers, so here's an interesting business perspective. Looking at films based on return on investment." Putting aside marketing costs and merchandising revenue, different issue. If you compare production costs to earnings, Deadpool had an ROI of 15 to 1. If Avengers Infinity War hits $2 billion, joining Avatar, Titanic, and The Force Awakens, it will have an ROI of 7 to 1. Where this becomes important is when you, th- uh, when you then compare the production costs for the cost of making... Avengers Infinity War, a studio could theoretically make six Deadpools, which would generate $4.7 billion, almost two and a half times as much as uh, than, in, uh, than Avengers Infinity War, assuming a $2 billion box office. Just saying. 
That's absolutely true. If you could, if you could guarantee the success of a Deadpool, then yeah, six times. Deadpool is Deadpool is a risk. That's the thing about Deadpool. It was less of a risk because he spent a lot less money. But like no one, it was the it was the first time uh, you've you've had a uh, um a rated R movie like that. Um, a, a rated, a rated R, R superhero movie. movie. I mean, not the first, but it definitely was the word. first one. First Marvel or DC rated R. Oh wait, was Blade rated yeah. R? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. Not either. I want to say it was PG-13, but Blade may have been rated R. Blade's pretty close. Yeah. 1998, Wesley Snipes, Blade was R. Blade was R. Okay, so I'm wrong. There's really no... Uh, <laughs> no getting around it. It was not the first rated R, but it, the, the the conventional wisdom at the time was that you don't make a rated R superhero film because you cut out a huge portion of your audience. Uh, what well, they went for it and went they went for it hard. They went really hard into uh, the uh, R territory. Yeah, so they leaned hard into it. They leaned hard into a hard R, and and it's uh, and it and they it still did hearts. But I just don't think you're, you're also only going to get so many successful movies like that a year. I mean, I think if Marvel started making the cheaper movies, they'd probably do just as well because it's more about the writing and the directing than it is the big budget effects. I think. Yeah, don't you think? Well, don't with, you think they could do well with, with with lower budgets? Not that I want them to have lower budgets. I want them to have all the money they need. <laughs> like Marvel has to switch entirely to indie film from now on. Yeah, I I definitely think they could make an occasional much lower budget movie and still do well and keep it in universe, especially if they kept the writing and the writing on point. You know, I want to see a Doctor Doom origin story that has no superpowers and he's not evil. Uh, he's just in love in Latveria, and they speak a different language, and it's just straight up indie film. Yeah. <laughs> that's for a foreign language of latvarian a foreign language yeah. film yeah that that's actually a genius idea i want to make like a foreign language movie in klingon <laughs> like all all black and white just klingons having like relationship problems yeah yeah um, exactly yeah that, totally. you know that shit happens oh yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> yeah dead or not deadpool uh doom in love uh, his relationship was doomed from the start. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Okay, I'm done. Sorry. All right, Randy SF 45 since it was on Twitter. Uh, it's been a week since Hashtag Infinity War debuted, so I'm going full spoilers. I think Nova's going to show up in Avengers 4 to avenge Xandar. Ooh. That would be really cool. Um, I, don't, I don't necessarily think that we'd get Richard Rider, although... You know, it's been two and a half years or so since Guardians 1, like between Guardians 1 and uh, Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of time for, you know, Roman Day to, to travel somewhere and crash land and give his helmet to Richard Ryder or, you know, Sam Alexander could be a different race or something. Right. Absolutely. Um, the whole the whole Nova idea mm. always kind of required the Nova Corps to go away. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like they've at least been dwindled uh, by Thanos' well, attack. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that um, it's required for them to go away. That's just how he becomes Nova Prime. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, he was he was part of a Green Lantern esque intergalactic space force, right? Um, you know, police force basically for a bit, uh, and then they got demolished, and he became Nova Prime. Right. That's right. Um, and is that like all the power that was from all of them like kind of combines into one or whatever? Yeah, it was like Highlander. It was like a Highlander um, situation. <laughs> exactly. He got the power battery all to himself. Uh, Yoda who said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, OMG, what if the reason Spidey's demise was so drawn out compared to the others is due to his Spidey sense forewarning him of it coming? Yeah, I think that was, I think it's definitely true. Because uh, he doesn't start disappearing he doesn't disappear slower than others. He reacts to it slower than or slow. He reacts to it before it starts happening. Yeah, he like starts. Says, I don't feel so. I don't good. feel so good. And that's his. I, and I, that's I, his. That's the Spidey sense going banana sandwich. Yeah, man, that's so good. That's such a smart way of playing that. It's so smart. I love it. This movie was so good. <laughs> Earth disturber Atari the gamer on Twitter says that MCU cast. What if everyone who turned to dust is just in another universe? Yeah, I've heard a lot of speculation similar to this. Um, a lot of people, apparently in the comics, isn't there like a universe inside the Soul Stone or something yeah, like that? Yeah, the Soul Stone has a pocket universe inside it where everybody gets put when they die to the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, even more interesting. See, I didn't realize it was everyone that died to the Infinity Gauntlet specifically, because that means... Yeah, it's the Soul Stone consuming the soul, because like, it, it right. craves souls. Right, okay. See, see, I don't know all that. Okay, so that's it. That no, is interesting. If they if they go with that, then we may have an entire universe of people, or half a universe, contained in the Soul Stone. <laughs> one one universe set apart. So Trent at Mobile Morris says, "At MCU cast, dudes!" Four exclamation marks. So real excited. I'm so freaking happy with the th- hashtag Thanos connection on Agents of Shield tonight. I'm hoping Gravital Butt. <laughs> Oh, it's Gravital Butt. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard Gravital Butt too. Sorry, Gravital Butt. Hashtag Gravital Butt, not Gravital Butt. Butt. No, it's Gravital Butt now. Yep. I'm hoping hashtag Gravital Butt doesn't screw things up and bring the future to fruition. <laughs> hashtag Renew Agents of Shield. And they yep, did. I'm saying it that your way hashtag, from now on. Your hashtag work. Your hashtag review agents yeah, shield. It was all you, Trent. Good job. I mean, it probably was a portion of it. I'm sure that if that hashtag was trending, which I don't know why we weren't pushing it harder. Uh, we should have been. That's uh, because um, we're real dumb. What? How do you use social media? Yeah, we we, we are not good at social media. It's part of the reason we're not very popular. <laughs> Only part of the reason. <laughs> it's part of the reason we have not grown as explosively as we could have <laughs> yeah uh we probably we probably you know pick up new listeners every week if we knew how to social media <laughs> if we knew how to talk to people if, we might actually be good at networking if i even knew that social media wasn't used as a verb <laughs> that might help <laughs> i'm social mediaing so hard <laughs> i social media as hard as i could this week and nobody came back oh man all right so Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, they should have given the Inhumans an Infinity Stone. Thanos takes it, wipes out all the Inhumans, and problem solved. That would have been so amazing. It, it, honestly, if, uh, you know, if we find out, if, we find, everybody's been wanting to know where, uh, where, the, where the, the, the last gem was 
And what if it was just what if he just went to uh, went to pick up the soul stone in uh, to Adelan and just destroyed them all? Like like actually killed all the characters we know, <laughs> just like murdered everyone from that show. That would have been amazing. That would have been really funny. Yeah, uh, for for us and no one else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Everybody else would have been like, "Who are these guys?" No, I think I think there's a pretty large contingent who would have understood. Definitely not. I mean, but they could have just made it seem like it was just just like he attacked Xandar. He's attacking another random planet or whatever, which technically would have had to have been Earth at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Earth. He comes back to nowhere. He goes back to Earth. He's like, I'm just picking him up, you know, however. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big intergalactic road trip. <sighs> he's, got that, he's got that space stone. He goes where he wants. <laughs> Yeah. So Trent Morrison is a, a message on Facebook. The first one was real bad because Siri is terrible. <clears throat> so he, he says, let's try this again. I don't know what Captain Marvel's powers will be. I'm not as versed in the comics as the least versed person. However, I have a fan theory. That pager that Fury paged Captain Marvel on, I think it could be a communicator through time. And Captain Marvel is still in the 90s, keeping the Skrulls at bay. I think Captain Marvel gets the notification and somehow travels to present day and joins the fight. In doing so, the Skrulls uh, get the upper hand in the past while Captain Marvel is gone. And post-Avengers 4, the Skrulls play a pivotal role. Thoughts? I think her traveling through time might be a little bit needlessly convoluted. Yeah. Like, I think she probably just traveled through time like we all do. Because, I mean, what does it really mean? <laughs> Forward. What does it really mean to still be in the 90s? You can't still be in the 90s. Yeah. You know? <laughs> She's just never got out, man. She got, she got put in a loop. She's not in any kind of loop. Well, we we just don't know. It's all possible. I don't know anything about the the comics either, really. So it's all possible. But uh, I think that uh, I think she's probably just going to travel through time like we all do in her little I think human body shaped th- spaceship time I, ship. <laughs> time ship. I think somebody's been watching a bit too much Legends. Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, Legends of Tomorrow is super funny. Like that, like they treat uh, they treat all of the destination time destinations like places. Like yeah, and it's like they're all traveling forward at the same time, and like yeah, uh, you're existing outside the timeline right now. There's literally nothing, like no time is passing for you. You should not be able to notice the passage of time for someone else and think you've missed it. Yeah, I, I, I this this is the only thing that makes me nervous about them introducing time travel. Time travel can be done very well. Uh, at least intelligently. And it can be done really poorly. And I'm worried that, like, if they do introduce time travel, they'll introduce a kind of time travel that doesn't really work into the MCU, which will make me mad. Yeah, worried. Um, you know, we've seen, we saw, or rather I found, some set photos of Avengers 4 where Tony is wearing a jacket that has a shield logo on it. And he's got something on his hand that looks a lot like a watch, but it's like strappy all over his fingers. Yeah. And he's in a set that looks like the Battle of New York was happening. And Yeah, I've, I've heard this. Well, Steve was also wearing his Avengers 1 uniform. And Scott Pym, Scott Pym, Scott Lang, <laughs> 
Ant-Man was there as well with a thing on his on his wrist or on his uh, on his back of his hand that looked similar. Like I'm thinking there's gonna be maybe some time travel involved. Yeah, uh, we haven't really talked about it on the cast, but there are definitely speculation going on out there in the world that there's some sort of uh, some sort of time travel uh, set photos that are leaning towards some time travel. And I I don't want I don't want us to dig too deep because. Sounds. I, I set photos are just spoilery. Um, <laughs> well, there are other set photos that led people astray. On, oh sure. Uh, on like who? Uh, God, what's his name? Tyrion Lannister. Jesus, what on, is that man's on name? Who, uh, uh, um, oh gosh, sorry. Dinklage. The guy who plays Peter Tyrion Dinklage. Lannister. Peak Peter the the Dinkles. There was a set photo of Peter Dinklage in like a weird hairstyle and people are like, Oh my God, he's going to be Pip the troll. So like, obviously set photos can be misleading. Sure. And the, it's very possible. These are all just mis- misleads, but, uh, I don't know. seems like a really big mislead. It does. <laughs> all right. Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, random speculation, Avengers four title, Avengers resurrection. Hmm. I think Avengers reassembled. Hmm. That's pretty good too. I liked both of those. Although Resurrection might tell us what's happening too soon. I, I think you want to go into Avengers 4 still a little uneasy that they might not pull it off. Oh, man. What if what if they're like Avengers Resurrection, but instead of it being a, a, a E-C-T-I-O-N, it's like E-X-O-N? <laughs> and they bring in the X-Men? Yeah. <laughs> Resurrection. Yeah. Or make an erection joke. I was just trying to make an erection joke. I don't know what I... Um... <sighs> so Kamal Moyes said to us on Facebook, so my co-worker just tried to break the movie. So we know that Wong and Strange can make portals anywhere, and that if they close around someone or something, it gets cut off a la Black Dwarf on the Mountain. So he, my co-worker, asked, why didn't they cut off Thanos' head? Or at least his glove hand. Obviously, Marvel wouldn't do that for story reasons, but yeah. Thoughts? Uh, my thought is that... Strange wouldn't do that. Well, that's that. I mean, obviously he didn't, and maybe you say he wouldn't. But I, I would say like maybe a portal has to be created in empty space. That would be my, that would be my first... like. Maybe you can't create a portal on his head. You know what I mean? You'd have to create a portal and then shove his head through it. And if you can well, do that, you, you probably can beat Thanos anyway. In Thor Ragnarok, he showed that he can move portals. Like, he can create them and then move them on people. Ah, yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm assuming he might, you know. And his next, it, it, Kamal goes on to say, but they do have one out. Um it could be one of the 14 million possibilities. Uh, I still love the movie. Just thinking, uh, just fun to think about. Yeah, like uh, it could be one of the 14 million possibilities that he tried. He may have tried to sling a portal at him at some point, or one of his many uh, possible attacks. You know, but just couldn't uh, couldn't pull it off. It's a lot of possibilities. Yeah, man. God, he's real mystical and shit. Yep. That's Doctor Strange for you, though. <laughs> like, he boggles the mind. 
Yeah, don't, All right. I almost feel like they had to take Doctor Strange out, especially with his seeing the future ability for this next movie. Um, it, but it, it leaves the the kind of interesting question of the future, like how how do you make movies with such a character that has such power? You know, <laughs> it's hard for them to write comics for him because he's sure. so powerful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the uh, Superman problem in a way. It kind of is. Uh, I mean. The hardest thing for him to deal with is somebody punching him in the face, and yeah. like he can still kind of react to that with you know whatever um, whatever spells he has that are physical in nature. Sure, but I mean if he got if he got jumped out of nowhere and like beaten the crap out of like that that'd probably be it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brandon Hall says to us, uh, I've seen several YouTube videos and listened to people ask if Thanos had the Infinity Gauntlet on in the last scene. I went and watched the film for the fourth time to specifically look for this. Yes, you can see the damaged gauntlet in the bottom left screen when Thanos uh, is walking before he sits down. In the right hand side, you can see his armor hanging up. I'm guessing that the gauntlet being damaged will only allow Thanos to use one stone at a time from now on. Uh, also, a discussion needs to happen on how powerful Stormbreaker is. Not only can Thor travel to different locations in space, but Thor threw Stormbreaker at Thanos, and Thanos utilized every Infinity Stone against it to stop it. You can see all the stone colors when Thanos tries to stop it. Stormbreaker is OP. Maybe Stormbreaker is how they time travel in the fourth film. <laughs> Quick future predictions. One, Thor and Korg will show up in future Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Two. Captain America dies in Avengers 4, Falcon becomes Captain America, and Winter Soldier becomes U.S. agent after they return. Three, post credit scene at the end of Avengers 4 will show Doctor Strange utilizing his skills to allow Banner to control the Hulk. This is how we get the new comics version of the Hulk in the MCU, talking intelligent Hulk. Long message, love the show. Mm. So, yeah, I would, I would love to see the Professor Hulk. Yeah, I would too. I'd too. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know about it. if I love the idea of him controlling the Hulk, because I kind of like the idea of the Hulk having his own character, like, learning and becoming smarter as he goes. I don't know. Being a separate character is kind of interesting. Um, what do you think about the Stormbreaker being OP? Overpowered? Stormbreaker's OP as hell. Yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, I, and I, I Thor don't... made a bad decision with not aiming for the head, but mm-hmm. he wanted his revenge. Yes, he did. It's kind of odd, though, like... I don't think that Stormbreaker is as powerful as all of the stones combined without the gauntlet. Because if you remember, Atri said that he crafted a gauntlet that would allow Thanos to wield all of the stones. Yeah. What that says to me is that the gauntlet limits each stone to where it doesn't just completely wreck him. Hmm. That's an interesting... That's an interesting... It's an interesting idea, but I think that the idea that he was able to blink out half the universe's population may speak against it. Yeah, but when he did that, the gauntlet itself got wrecked. Yes. It looked like it got overloaded and like fused to his arm almost. Yeah. Like it's very heavily damaged. So I think that the gauntlet couldn't hold back all of that power and like when when Thanos finally was just like, Okay, I'm gonna do it and then did the snap it became too much for the gauntlet. And then we saw like, oh, okay, maybe it wasn't able to hold back all of them, but it kept him from dying. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. That's my headcanon, though. Um, <laughs> I think Thor and Korg... I, I, I was definitely thinking Thor was going to be a new Guardian of the Galaxy. As soon as he was in that scene with them, I was like, oh, this is just... He just belongs there. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is his world now. And it kind of makes me want a Taika Waititi-directed Guardians movie. Like, maybe after number three. Ooh. Like, that uh, could be fun. James Gunn goes on to direct... Maybe an Avengers movie or something, and they give Guardians to Taika. I could totally see that. Oh, um, yeah. I've I've always said I thought Falcon should take over for Captain America, so I'm agreeing with him there. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about this time travel possibility in these, these set photos. I know I, don't, I just said I don't want to get too deep into it, but let me just mention, uh, it does look like they're shield devices, almost. Those little yeah, time it, travel it, things. Doesn't look like they're shield devices. It looks like they're Tony Stark tech. You think? I think they left that they looked like shield devices, personally. So you think Tony uh, well, just I mean, locked himself in his house and figured out time travel? Because also, no. I think Tony, tra- Tony Stark looks older in that picture, too. He does. He's got either graying or, or dyed hair. Yeah. So his he hair looks, is different. And he just, he's, wearing like, well, he's also wearing like a tracksuit, almost. He's wearing uh, a, a jacket with the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo on it. Yeah, but it, it just kind of is not a very flattering. He just doesn't look like Tony Stark. He doesn't look like Playboy Tony Stark anymore. He looks like older man Tony Stark, which... It, he looks like Tony Stark that lost half the universe. Yeah, so maybe, and maybe he went into a basement and worked on time travel for a few years. <laughs> like, he's been just trying to solve the problem that that he's now, like, seen come to fruition, you know? Yeah, like, maybe if I... If I go for, if I if I go back, I can undo it, and I can I can fix this, I can fix this. Oh no, not Talbot. Okay, so next we got Joey Cozina. Yeah, he says at MCU cast could Infinity War cross two billion because it hasn't even come out in China, and this movie has rewatchability all over it. Well, uh, it's close. At the at the time of writing, it had not come out in China, but. Uh, it came out, it released 5.11.18 in China, and in those five days, it's up to 200 million in China alone. Wow. It's currently at 1.6 billion worldwide. Wow. That puts it at the highest grossing, definitely the highest grossing Marvel Cinematic Universe. Movie. Yeah, it recently beat Avengers. I think the only two that hasn't beat yet is Jurassic World. And uh, Force Awakens, and it's darn Avatar. close to being Jurassic World. Um, no, is Avatar still beating it? Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe it crossed two billion. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at opening, well, opening weekend showdown, which Avatar did not have that big of an opening weekend. It just didn't have a drop. It stayed like the same. Like it kept making like two hundred million every weekend. Yeah, it just kept a, chugging. Yeah, it just kept on chugging away. And then they had a second release of it. Yeah, that's right. Because it, you know, it got re-released, the super extended version. Anyway, Avatar is at 2.7 million worldwide. So it's got... Uh, I'm sorry, 2.7 billion worldwide. So it's got quite the, uh, quite the steep incline to get there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I believe in it. Hey, I, I think it's possible. It's not, <laughs> it's not there yet, but it's possible. Well, it hasn't even been out a month yet. And if we, I mean, it's only been out for three opening weekends. And if we look at it, it got 257, 114, and then 62. Yeah. 
per weekend, and that's that's domestic. That's not even with all of the other markets involved. Just depends on how much it drops from here. Yeah, I mean, I I'll probably see it again, and if enough people are continually going to see it again, it'll it'll stay up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go see it again. No, I gotta go see Deadpool too. <laughs> All right, uh, next up. Ashley Ann Coffin said to us on Twitter, Adam's Ucast, ooh, heart, you are so right. I thought it was her, hashtag Infinity War spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think her was not a bad call either. There's heart, her, hill, air. Hilltop, uh, air, there, yeah. There's so many options, but I, th- I do think heart's my favorite. Uh, and Howard is the, the true one, though. Yeah, Howard's the obvious choice. Yeah, Howard <laughs> put it on that hilltop. Howard's the one who orchestrated Red Skull to be there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's why Red Skull's able to fly, using Howard's feathers. <laughs> You're going too far. You're going way too far. Oh, man. Yoda, you said to us on Twitter, Adam Cucast, what's your favorite line from Infinity War? Mine is, I am Groot. Ernest, I am Groot. I am Steve Rogers. Chris Evans delivered that line perfectly. Yeah, he did pretty great hmm favorite line favorite line hmm. i liked when sure he was like i'm sure you did your best i'm sure you did your best <laughs> yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't be it's like we didn't think of it <laughs> i really like i really liked that a lot um my my favorite line still chokes me up to this moment is i'm sorry little one yeah, that was a rough line. <laughs> I was thinking of fun lines, Jeff. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that is a, definitely an emotionally evocative line. I, that I'm thinking about like tearing my heart out, emotionally gripping lines. Oh yeah, that that tore me up pretty good. Mm. Uh, bring me Thanos was pretty good. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Um, where Mantis was like. Like Kevin Bacon? He's like, uh, he might be on the team. I haven't been there in a while. The Avengers, Earth Mightiest Heroes. Like Kevin Bacon? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, yep, yep. I think that would have to be my favorite one, where he says, I don't know, he might be on the team. Haven't been there in a while. Either <laughs> that or uh, the, actually, the line that, that Dave Bautista delivered as Drax, uh, I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Was com- <laughs> that was really good. That one was completely. I'll do you one better. Why <laughs> is Gamora? That one was completely on the fly. That wasn't written into the script. Oh really? Oh, I love yep. that. That's so good. Oh yep. man, that's great. Dave Bautista has been awesome. Um, how about we uh, cover Leighton Cobb? Is our next feedback as two large emails here. Uh, let's cover Leighton Cobb's feedback, and then I think we're going to be done for the week. Um, because we're out of time for the night and okay. we've got a few more feedbacks. Keep them coming. We'll keep doing infinity war talk as long as we keep getting feedback. And, uh, we still have a probably three, four more pages worth of feedback. We just aren't going to get to it all this week. Um, it's a bunch. It's a bunch. It's a bunch. Um, but we want to keep it, keep it, keep working on it and keep rolling through it. So we'll be back. I mean, it's always more. good conversation. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, dude, I, I love, I love talking about all you guys' feedback. Super fun. 
All right, so Leighton Cobb says, I realize I messed up and didn't submit all of the Infinity War feedback my friends and I had when I was listening to the feedback episode of the MCU podcast. I assume the hype surrounding the movie is so huge that you'll be forced to do a quote-unquote part two podcast. I'm pretty sure we're going to do part three next week. This is part... Well, I think this is part three. Well, this is part two of feedback. We've already done... (laughs) This will be part two. Feedback part two. Uh... Leighton continues saying, as you talked about heavily in the feedback cast, Doctor Strange must have seen Tony in the 1 in 14,605 victorious future. I have faith in the Sorcerer Supreme's assessment. I trust him with my life. I can't wait to see what Tony will come up with to defeat Thanos. After all, he soloed Thanos and made him bleed. Mm. Only one other person to do that was Thor, who spent two hours making a Thanos-killing weapon. Fingers crossed. Side note, the Asgardians of the galaxy using the Bifrost to join the Battle of Wakanda was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Asgardians of the galaxy. That's great. I, yeah, that flowed right off the tongue. That's, that's too perfect. Uh, another point that I didn't hear you guys address too much was the fact that three Avengers and three Guardians, Star-Lord, Iron Man, Mantis, Doctor Strange, Drax, and Spider-Man, almost took down Thanos with four of the six stones. And like Thanos himself said, they didn't even use the time stone to do it. That's kind of blowing my mind. With his fingers barely holding on to the gauntlet, Star-Lord's mistake interrupted what would have surely been Tony using the gauntlet to kill Thanos. That's the moment that most of my friends have been talking about. Star-Lord killing half the universe. At first, I too was mad at, at Quill, especially because I was cosplaying as him when I saw the movie on opening night. But after a lot of discussion and a second viewing, I think he's a more complicated man than he appears. I'm not defending his actions, rather, the writing. Star-Lord watched three of his parents die right in front of him. We see the effect that his mother's death has on him, making him cling irrationally to his Walkman and cassettes. But the deaths of Ego, father, and Yondu, daddy slash Hasselhoff, must have been equally damaging. Seeing as he never really dealt with his emotions after those two deaths and leaned on Gamora as an emotional crutch, it makes sense that he'd completely lose it when his crutch was kicked out from under him. I don't think it was out of character for him to freak out upon learning of Gamora's loss at Thanos' hand. Remember back to Peter learning that Ego planted a tumor in Meredith Quill's head. He instantly drew both blasters and attacked Ego. So I understand the place of deep emotional damage Star-Lord is coming from more now because of Infinity War. Uh, Before, I only saw him for the awesome persona he plastered on to show the world. I praise the screenplay writers and whatever influence executive producer James Gunn had on that decision for Star-Lord. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I, I I definitely touched on this in our After Infinity War episode last week, um, where I talked about Star-Lord, much of these same points, and how Star-Lord could, be a ba- could turn evil. Because <laughs> he just had so much pain, and uh, as I said last week, just because someone's fun to watch does not make them a good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's see. This looks like the second email. Yep. Hey, MCU casters. I think you guys alluded to it multiple times in the first Avengers Infinity War feedback podcast, but I don't think it was explicitly stated. I think that all of the heroes, and normal people for that matter, that suffered Infinity Gauntlet snap deaths, the Snapture TM, are actually inside the Soul Stone. In Soul World, we see little Gamora at the end of the movie. Wouldn't it be cool if the Avengers in the Soul World fought Thanos' psyche, fought him emotionally, his very soul... While the in-real-life Avengers fought him physically. To see 
To see Thanos' spirit whittle should be cool, given how captivating Brolin's performance was. Uh, perhaps they'll substitute the Soul World for the Cancerverse, and our captive Avengers will be busy fighting their own demons in the Soul World. Oh, I, lo- I love that idea, and I love the idea of, like, maybe someone else dies or gets killed by the gauntlet or whatever early on in the next movie, and then or, or halfway through the next movie, and they go inside... And they have to collect a series of Avengers inside the inside the stone to fight him emotionally. That sounds awesome. That could be really fun. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. <clears throat> Let's see. Leighton continues saying, Do you think Nova's backstory will be simply a flashback to the decimation of Xandar in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or Avengers 4? Not cashing in on Nova's setup since Guardians of the Galaxy would be a huge waste. You know, Kevin Feige did say uh, that Nova has immediate potential uh, in the MCU. That's a uh, that that's a great idea. She just said, like the one stone we never got to see him get, and it'd be great if the reason we didn't is because they're saving it for a flashback for a Nova movie. <laughs> like they're just going to show that battle sometime in the future. And even though Thanos may be gone after Avengers four. We get one last uh, threatening Thanos scene where Nova has to fight Thanos uh, and, and sees his, all of his people die. That would be awesome. Uh, Leighton continues, even with all of the speculation, we can't guess what will happen in the next one. Avengers 4 won't be a two and a half hour fight sequence. I'm interested to see what they do with Avengers 4. Surely it will more or less reboot the MCU and will be a huge moment for all of us. I've never craved the title of a sequel more in my life. As much as I want it to be some comic title like Annihilation or Secret Wars or Avengers Forever, I think New Avengers is probably the most appropriate handoff between the totally alive original six and the new generation of actors and characters. And thank you for remembering the name of the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. I was searching for their name, but my Doctor Strange Red Bands Google search was not fruitful. <laughs> Make mine marvel, Leighton Cobb. Hey, Leighton, th- those are both two really good emails. Thank you. Those are some thoughtful points. Um, I dug it. Uh, <laughs> and you're welcome. I always remember the Crimson Bands of Sidorak. Uh, Layton's idea for new Avengers, uh, I just think, I, I, I don't think that's the best idea for Avengers 4 because I think that, uh, if they're going to do a new Avengers title, I think it would probably be the, the next one, like the, after that one. Cause I think this one's going to focus on our old Avengers more than it will on the, the new, the new ones. Right. Don't you think that? Uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a mix for sure, but I think that, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm totally off base, but it seems like uh, they're, they, they've they set it up in such a way that we're going to get all of our old Avengers are still alive. And I think where they're going to, they're going to give them a good swan song before they are done. Yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's at least going to be the good send off, but I think that there's going to be a solid balance uh, between current Avengers I guess the, you know, original six or whatever, uh, in, you know, the still around world basically. And, um, there's also going to be, I think that there's going to be a bunch of shots that we don't know where they are kind of shots with the, the disappeared. Right. 
that, it's know, very for possible. Wherever their souls are. I hadn't thought of that at all until until this conversation. The idea that the uh, we could get an entire plot line inside, or multiple plot lines, even inside the stone, uh, or inside a pocket universe of some sort, where all these all these people have gone. And uh, let me just say, as a, as a, as a good sign off for today, if you're ever given the chance to hold the Infinity Gauntlet. Choose to double the resources. Makes yeah. no sense <laughs> that you would half the population. <sighs> yep. And that's yep. all that's all I really have to say about that. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find everything about us at mcucast.com. Or you can find us at MCU at MCUcast on Twitter, Facebook.com slash MCUcast, MCUcast at gmail.com, or call us at 573 573- cast mcu to leave a voicemail that's 573 cast mcu and if you'd like to support the cast and this is a great week to do it because it's your last chance to get in on some cool swag that we're going to be sending out to you once you've been a patron for a little while uh join at the two or four dollar level at patreon.com uh slash mcu cast all the information's there um we really are looking forward to sending out some stuff to you guys in the next couple weeks and um yeah uh, go, please support the show. We we really appreciate it. it. Really helps us out, and it helps us grow in cool new ways. And um, thank you. We're gonna be back in a few days with a Deadpool two podcast, which is totally not like us. We don't normally do it, but I liked Deadpool so much. Um, it's a really great movie, and I think this one's gonna be good. The trailer's looking awesome, and we just are feeling like doing another current movie, so we're gonna do it. I mean, it's got Thanos in it. It does have Thanos in it. It's practically <laughs> in the MCU. Yeah, might pra- as well be. Pra- he even says he calls him Thanos. Yeah. How how tight is that meta narrative that they're calling him a name of a movie he's in right now, like in theaters? <laughs> it's pretty solid. It's so weird. It's so weird. And like It's like meta eating itself. It's so weird. <laughs> um, all right, guys. <laughs> well, we'll be back in a couple of days with some, uh, actually we'll probably break right, it'll be like tomorrow by the time this, area, this is up. So uh, we'll be back with more, uh, more cast and a Deadpool 2 podcast in just a couple of days. We'll see you soon. Until next time, true believers. True believers.